You are currently listening to a Suffolk Free Radio podcast. The views and opinions expressed on your being childish are the views and opinions of the show personalities only and do not reflect those of Suffolk University, Suffolk Free Radio, or those at the Student Leadership and Involvement Office. Adult language may be used. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. My name is Carson Stiles, and this is the first ever episode of Your Being Childish, a podcast made for those who have been told that they are way too old to be watching cartoons. As I previously mentioned, my name is Carson, and this is my podcast. I decided to make this podcast because I am a huge, huge fan of children's media as a whole, whether it's TV shows, movies, music, well, kids bop, we're not going to talk about that, but... I absolutely love kids' movies and TV shows, and I spend a good majority of my time watching those, as opposed to watching movies or TV shows made for adults. Currently, I am a freshman at Suffolk University in Boston, where I am studying broadcast journalism. However, I have an extreme passion for media and film, and may end up changing my major to that. Who knows? I have enough time to decide. But I really wanted to start this podcast to be able to talk about the TV shows and movies that I love in a way that's kind of made for adults or college students or other people who share the same passion for movies that are made for like five-year-olds. So um, this week, what I wanted to start out with was talking about a movie that maybe people have heard of. I don't know. I really like this movie, even though... I know and can objectively and subjectively say that it is a bad movie. However, this movie, for whatever reason, has become such a comfort movie for me, and it is, for whatever reason, one of my favorite kids' movies. And I think that's because it provides a sense of comfort and home for me, which is ironic because the movie I'm talking about today is called Home. Home is a 2015 animated children's movie directed by Tim Johnson, which stars Jim Parsons, Rihanna, Steve Martin, and Jennifer Lopez. Tim Johnson, the director, is also known for Ants and Over the Hedge, and the movie is based off the book The True Meaning of Smek Day by Adam Rex. Um, According to IMDb, this movie is about an alien on the run from his own people who makes friends with a girl. He tries to help her on her quest, but he can be an interference. I personally think that is an awful description of what this movie is, and a better description that I found was when O, a lovable misfit from another planet, lands on Earth and finds himself on the run from his own people, he forms an unlikely friendship with an adventurous girl named Tip who is on a quest of her own. Through a series of cosmic adventures with Tip, O comes to understand that being different and making mistakes is all part of being human, which is ironic because O is literally an alien. However, while he changes her planet and she changes his world, they discover the true meaning of the word home. Aw, isn't that so sweet? What a great, what a great little description of this little cute movie. Um, so this movie is currently available on Netflix. If anyone's wanting to look at it before you listen to the rest of this podcast and want to hear my opinions and thoughts on it. Um, it received a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 55% on Metacritic. Um, but 82% of Google users like the movie. So it's, you know, it's got mixed acclaim. Um, overall though, I, I already did previously say, I don't think this is a great movie, but it's funny. It's cute. It's got some good actors in it. It's got really good music. 
And before I dive in, I just want to give a disclaimer that I do not have the best movie knowledge. This is kind of me just spitballing my opinions on this movie. Um, my plan for future episodes is to have my friends come on and talk about their favorite kids' movies with me, because I've seen a lot of kids' movies and a lot of kids' TV shows, and I have a lot of thoughts on them. Um, but this one is just going to be me sort of sharing my opinions, my thoughts, and talking about a silly little kids' movie in a way that's made for adults, which I already kind of went over. Um, a second disclaimer, I guess, is this is not the most polished podcast ever. This is my first go at ever making a podcast. So I'm hoping it comes out well, I'm hoping this first episode goes over okay, and I hope to whoever is listening out there that you are enjoying this as much as I am. So, without further ado, let's get into my review of the movie Home. Third and final disclaimer, I promise, there will be spoilers in this podcast episode of Home. If you're really, really wanting to watch Home and you haven't yet... I will be going through the entire plot of this movie with spoilers, so please, please turn this off now if you don't want the 2015 classic home to be spoiled for you. So I've seen this movie about 10 times, which is sort of an embarrassing number because a lot of people have only seen it once and they were like, that was okay, even if they saw it when they were like 10. But I've seen this movie quite a few times now and I did a rewatch before this episode and it, yeah, it it hit about the same as it does every time. Not really a great plot, um, not really great characters, which I'll get into more, especially Tip's character. Um, and, however, what saves this movie for me is the soundtrack, and I think a lot of the jokes are kind of silly. So my initial rating before the rewatch, I probably would have given it like, a 7 out of 10 maybe on rewatch probably moved closer to like a 6 out of 10 I was also looking at it much more analytically and that took away from it a lot but it's overall I think if I were to describe it in one sentence it's a great movie to have on while you're trying to fall asleep which is typically when I watch it so a 7 out of 10 for that's not a bad rating um I'm gonna dive right into the plot. So initially we see this beautiful establishing shot of all these aliens moving towards Earth, which provides a really clear exposition. And I think that adds to my level of comfort with this movie. It's so clearly laid out, you're never confused, which is sort of helpful, except for you are confused on who the villain is, but towards the end that is very clearly revealed, clearly laid out, I like it. Um, you start right in the middle of the action. The aliens are invading Earth. You kind of know why. O tells you that they are being chased by these evil guys that are going to come in and take over their lives for whatever reason. We don't know that yet, but aliens invade Earth. That's like classic, typical alien stuff, you know? Um, they make a lot, like literally within the first five minutes, there's a fart joke. And the fart humor continues a lot. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of fart humor. Some people might be. I don't know. Uh, children are, for sure. Um, however, the fart humor just doesn't, doesn't really hit, like, and they don't fart. Aliens don't fart. Um, they, like, just poof stuff out of their, like, ear things, 
like the way that these aliens are drawn they're like a square and then they have these like weird curly like horn things but they're like movable like arms it's very very weird um but the farts come out of there and i don't appreciate that um however some of the other jokes are really creative um they have one about the ability to turn off gravity which i thought was silly um they say all these silly little alien things which i think is kind of funny sometimes they keep using the word alpine like they speak english but it's like messed up kind of megamind-esque for those who have seen megamind like megamind doesn't properly use english um but he knows all the english words so that that's similar to these aliens uh they they say things like alpine which is funny and they're called the boove which is also funny because they make a lot of boove related puns so like they they have these things called boove e-traps I thought that was silly. Um, yeah, and there is this one joke that they keep going back to. The reason that their car is able to run, um, it's a flying car. The reason that their car is able to fly is because it runs on slushy. And they gave the slushies these stupid punny names. And, like, you kind of forget that that's what the car is running on until they bring it back up. And there's this one, it's called Bust a Lime. Bust a Lime is the name of one of the slushies, and I think that is the funniest thing I have. I'm literally holding back laughter right now thinking about it, um, and I caught myself laughing at it every single time they said it, which is just so silly. Um, so yeah, so joke-wise, right from the beginning, iffy, but throughout, the jokes do hit. They have some really, really good puns going on. I did just talk about boob anatomy a little bit, but overall it's very confusing. Um, it's very confusing on what they find attractive. It's confusing in terms of do they work like humans? Do they not? Um, the first indicator of this to me was that O looks at the slushy machine and makes like sexy eyes at it. So like, does he think it looks like another boob? Do they like want to have sex with inanimate objects i have no idea um and then also immediately in that scene as well they show that they can smell through their ears but taste through their tongue which doesn't make sense because like smell and taste are connected but they hear through the same place in which they smell from so like are they getting all the senses through their weird like horn things i i'm so confused their bodies also change color depending on how they're feeling oh lies at one point and he turns green and he lies throughout the whole film and he keeps turning green and that's what tells tip that he's lying and i think that's very clever in terms of depicting emotion to children and depicting emotion to as as to exactly what's going on in the moment however why does that happen never explained there's a lot about boob anatomy that i just do not get and apparently, Boov, I don't think have pronouns because they just, like, they're super progressive in that way. Like, uh, O has a friend named Kyle. I think O uses he, him pronouns. And I think Kyle also uses he, him pronouns. Kyle also has this weird, like, gooey mustache thing. So that, I think, is supposed to indicate that he's a man. But, like, they don't, they don't really care about the fact that they're men or women or they don't have, like, gender. 
I they just sort of are, which I appreciate and I think is super progressive. And they don't even like touch on it. It's like tip the other humans. No one cares that they that they don't have like a gender, which I I thought was was really good. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's it on terms of boob anatomy overall. Just really, I don't I don't understand how it works still. Um, and I don't think that really affects the plot much. I think it just adds in ways for children to help understand emotion. And it doesn't put pressure on on them to, to like, pick and choose, like, sexuality or gender, which is kind of cool. So, back to the main plot. So, they invade Earth, they move all the humans to go live in Australia. And what ends up happening, we shortly find out after, this girl, Tip is left in her house because her cat named Pig was sitting on her head when the weird alien scanners were coming through and picking up all the humans to move them to an island, which I also thought was creative and really technologically advanced, honestly, that they were able to detect, like, what is what in every single house in the entire Earth, except for the fact that, like, a cat sat on a human girl's head and they couldn't figure out that there was a human underneath, so, like, they didn't take the pets anywhere. So, that just made me think that there's now, like, weeks later, a bunch of dead cats and dogs in the houses and other pets because they didn't get sent to Human Island and no one's going to take care of them because I don't think that the Boof know what cats and dogs and pets as a concept are. So, that made me really sad to think about immediately after that. But, basically, Tip got left alone. Like, she's the only human left among all these Boof because her cat was on her head when the scanners came through. So Tip automatically hates the boof, um, which makes sense. Like if aliens took my mom away, which is her main goal, her main goal is to find her mom, which sweet goal, sweet, sweet objective, really cute narrative. Um, if that happened to me, I would just, I, I would be pissed at the boof. I would be, but she is so pissed so fast that even on move-in day, for the boof. She has enough time to create signs that say how much she hates the boof, which I just think is unrealistic, and I don't think she'd be spending her time doing that. And sh the boovy trap joke that I set up, she she set that up. She set up this trap with, like, glitter, and she, like, like, they trip a wire, and they get doused in glitter. And, like, how did she have time to do that? It's been one day since the boof have came to Earth. I just simply don't understand that. And that will lead me into why I hate Tip as a character. Um, Tip is Rihanna's character. She is a teenage girl. Um, she really just, like, shits on O the entire movie. And, like, even towards the end, when you think that they're friends, um, O has to, like, decide whether or not he's going to stay on Earth and help Tip or go on the spaceship with all the people and or not people, but all the boove that he's ever known. Um, and he's decided to go on the ship, which, like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to stay with some random girl to help her find her mom if that wasn't my initial goal, like, and then O gets, like, so mad at him, and even the fact that, like, she keeps consistently telling him that she's, she's endangering, uh, he's endangering her, like, that, that, all, all this whole mission of them two together is child endangerment. 
However, like, she is looking to go get her mom, and she was looking for any way to get to her mom, and O's just actually being a kind, super helpful boove right now, even though all the other boove are after him, because this is his main plot point, he sent out an invitation to the entire galaxy of a party that's happening at his house, and the Gorg, the enemy they were originally running from and moving to Earth because of, are gonna get this message because for whatever reason they have all Gorg contacts on their weird little phones also. A lot, a lot is weird, weird alien coincidence or weird, like, stuff that would never happen in this movie, which I think is funny, but back to me hating Tip. Um, Oh's just, like, Oh's just, just trying to, to live his life and get away and get get to Antarctica. That's his his goal is to get to Antarctica and be with penguins. And he, out of the kindness of his heart and the convenience of the fact that Tip has a car, is with Tip. And Tip like hits him a lot. She puts like she puts makeup on him to help him like get disguised, which is actually funny because all she does is put one little mole on, and no one recognizes that it's O, which I find really funny. But, yeah, she she hits him. She gets really mad at him all the time. There's a point where music, human music, comes on. And O is uncontrollably dancing. And then he jumps into the river, or the ocean, I guess, to cool down because his body's overheating because he's uncontrollably dancing. And then he comes out of the water. She immediately hits him and starts yelling at him. It's not like it's his fault. He doesn't know. Um, she's mad at him for leaving her alone. And it's like... He needed to cool his body down. I don't understand why she's so mad. It makes me mad. I feel for O. I, if I were O in that moment, I would just dive back in. I'd leave her. I honestly would. She was mad at him for leaving. But, she, like, if he's getting abused either way. that It's just overall an abusive relationship. And even once she finds her mom, she's still, like, mad at O. And I don't like it. I don't like it. And it makes me really upset. And this is the major reason why I think probably other people don't like this movie either. Because Tip's character is so bad. That being said, though, the emotional climax of this movie does kind of get me emotional every time. Tip ends up finding her mom. Um, she, O, leaves and goes on the spaceship. And in that time, he becomes the ruler of all the boove because smek the guy played by steve martin who was initially the ruler who kind of sucked everyone realized kind of sucked and was kind of an asshole and so they decide to make oh the new ruler of the boove which you know i am happy with that resolution if the movie ended right there for oh and ended with tip finding her mom you know that would be great um but the ending does become better than even that which i appreciate and i find that it was a really great writing choice it also ends with the dance party but i am getting ahead of myself basically o goes on the spaceship tip is all alone with pig in this little hut on in australia um in the middle of humans land happy humans town humans land whatever it's called and all of a sudden o comes back from the spaceship and it's like this this really sweet moment, even though Tip is still mad at him. I don't I don't like Tip. We've already gone over this. But O uses his little tracker thing to help Tip find her mom. And it's this really, really sweet moment. And then they run together and they hug and it's so adorable. And it's like, ugh, that's 
that's it. Beautiful, just a lovely, sweet moment of family, which O has never had family. Everyone, um, they set this up at the beginning of the film too. No one likes O because um, they think he's annoying. They think he's too friendly. The Boov are not a friendly type. They don't party. They don't have fun. And that's all O wants to do. And for his whole life, he's never had a family. And then all of a sudden he's there. He watches Tip and her mom hug. And it's so, so sweet and such a good emotional moment. And another big reason why I keep going back to this movie, even though it kind of sucks, because it's just so heartfelt, that one moment. And that theme of family continues all the way to the end. The Gorg end up invading Earth and they actually do a, like a oh dies fake out, which is really, really kind of messed up for a kid's movie. Like they straight up kill almost kill O right at the end. Um luckily though he's like protected because you know kids movie they don't want to see an alien die. But what ends up happening is the reason that the Gorg have been following the Boov this entire time is because they had this little rock thing that held the entire next generation of Gorg. And the Gorg was only one guy with a bunch of other artificial intelligence that was just following them. And this guy was searching the entire galaxy to get this little tiny rock filled with all his family. And it's just such a heartfelt display of what family means and what home means, which clever, good job writers with that one. Um, I just... It's so, so sweet. And O ends up finding his his family, the humans and the boob in the end, integrate into one Earth society. Um, the Gorg gets his little egg thing back from O because O is such a great leader of the boob and he realizes that the Gorg have ulterior motives other than just hating the boob for no reason. And so they give them back that little egg. And then at the end, there's a big dance party with all the humans and the Boov, and then you see the Gorg and his little family all having a dance party in their spaceship. It's just such such a great ending. So very cute. Um, and the theme of family, it's just so great and makes makes me feel really happy when I watch this movie. Even though my hate for Tip is so prevalent, so, so much there. The moment when she finds her mom and the end of the movie is just overall such a sweet, sweet film just makes me happy so now that i've talked about a majority of the plot of the film i want to move into my personal favorite part of this movie which is the soundtrack so the soundtrack um it's available on spotify apple music wherever you can listen to it if you want um while we talk about this if you want to hear what i'm referencing but um the main contributors to this soundtrack, which makes sense, are Rihanna and Jennifer Lopez because they're both in the movie. And honestly, this is one of my favorite movie soundtracks. Um, it's all pop, but the songs are so catchy and they're so cute and they fit. They were all written for this movie pretty much. Um, and they fit just they, they fit with the movie, but they also fit well as their own individual songs. Um which I think is a real strength of DreamWorks in general. Obviously, DreamWorks made Shrek. Shrek 2 has one of the best soundtracks of all time. Um, so they did a really, really great job with this soundtrack, and I want to talk about it and how I feel about it. So the songs on this soundtrack include um, songs called Towards the Sun by Rihanna, Run to Me by Cleveland's Coffee Jr., 
Cannonball by Chiesa, As Real as You and Me by Rihanna, Red Balloon by Charlie XCX, Dancing in the Dark by Rihanna, Drop That by Jacob Plant, and Feel the Light by Jennifer Lopez. So my personal favorites from this soundtrack are Towards the Sun by Rihanna. It's such an emotionally dense song, which is weird to say because it's literally a Rihanna song, but they play it at all the super like tense emotional moments in the movie, and it's really catchy, um, and I really like that one. The next one I really like is Red Balloon by Charlie XCX. They play it right at the beginning when all the aliens are invading space or invading Earth from space. And um, I think it's funny because they all invade with these little balloons filled with all their stuff. And that's another highlight of why O is different because his balloon's like overflowing with stuff. Um, and so it's also very catchy. It's got some some like shouts in it, which is which is cute. Like people like yelling like... And it's a very much just party, cute, nice song. Uh, Red Balloon, Charlie XCX is, gets a two thumbs up in my book. Um, Dancing in the Dark by Rihanna. Also, that one is the one that makes O and all the other Boov uncontrollably dance every time they hear it, which I agree because it's so catchy, so good. Really like that one. And finally, Feel the Light um, by Jennifer Lopez. That one plays when um tip and her mom come together and at all the like emotionally sweet moments and so those songs in general um just really make the film they play at the best moments in the movie and they're all so catchy and they give the movie a unique feel because the characters who sing or the people who sing the song also play characters in the movie which you can kind of hear and tell in their voices, and I think it just adds another layer of that sense of family, as well as the sense of, like, just just overall good feelings that you get because of the artists and because of the songs that, you know. It's just overall a really, really good soundtrack, and I don't think a lot of people give it the credit it deserves. All the songs on here, I would put on playlists. I would listen to... Even though they kind of, some of them do sort of have to, have to deal more with the movie as opposed to like being good songs in real life. I like them and would listen to them whenever. And no one would know I was listening to songs from a kid's movie, which is also a big highlight and I appreciate that too. So finally, I want to give a quick summary as to why I enjoy this movie so much as an adult. Kind of already talked about the concept of family and home and whatever. But this movie gives me a sense that I'm not alone in the universe. Um, and even though it does it in a really silly way with silly little aliens and a silly little plot line and a plot that's really easily digestible and is clearly made for kids, I like watching this movie because it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel like even if my mom or family or whatever was shipped to Australia and I thought I would never find them again because aliens took them away, I could. I could with determination. And that makes me feel better. That makes me feel safe. And the plot being so easily to digest is just makes it a really good movie to watch when you're feeling down because you'll, you know what's going to happen pretty much the whole time. You know that Tip's going to find her mom. 
you know that O's invitation that he sent out to the entire galaxy is going to somehow be fixed. You don't know how, but you you know that things are going to end up good in the end. And even when they throw in those curveballs, like the possible death of O, which doesn't happen, and you know it won't happen because it's a kid's movie, they resolve it, and they resolve it quickly, and they resolve it in a cute little way and in a way that makes you happy. And I can, I can you know, sit through the fart humor, and I can sit through the crappy jokes. Um, in particular, there was this one really, really stupid interrupting cow joke, the interrupting cow knock-knock joke, where it's like knock-knock, interrupting cow, and then they, they moo at you. And, t- okay, back to the tip thing real fast. She gets mad at O for not understanding the joke. How would he understand a knock-knock joke? He's an alien. Tip. Anyway, um, I can sit through all those stupid jokes, and I can still have a good time because guess what? There's jokes like bust a lime, which make me laugh. I'm laughing right now thinking about it. It's funny. Um, and overall, this movie is definitely made for kids. Definitely made for kids. But I think as an adult, you can find a feeling of safety and security in it. And it can, you know, easily put you to sleep, which is also great as an adult, I think. Overall, would I recommend that you watch this movie? Probably not. If you haven't seen it before, it may be worth it to go back and take a look and try to find some of those things that you might remember as a kid as being funny or being heartfelt or whatever. Um, However, if you're going into it now as someone who's over the age of 18, I do not recommend watching it because you could spend your time watching other better forms of children's movies and media. You could watch Ratatouille. That one gives you the same sense of family and heartfeltness as this movie. Um, so overall, would I recommend? Not unless you've already seen it. I, I might recommend a rewatch, but I do not recommend an initial watch of this movie as an adult. So that was my review of the 2015 animated children's movie Home. Thank you to those who decided to listen to this. Thank you to those who have stuck around to listen to all my thoughts on this kind of crappy kids movie. Um, As I said previously, this is my first go at ever making a podcast. So hopefully it was entertaining in some facet. Hopefully you found enjoyment in what I was saying. Maybe you laughed at the Buster Lime joke when I said it. Hopefully. Anyways, um, I hope to produce more episodes of this show with my friends. I think it'll be a lot more interesting when I can talk back and forth with other people about their thoughts on the movie. I think for this episode, a lot of my thoughts were very surface level, and I hope to dig in deeper when there are other people around. So, yeah. Um, Once again, my name is Carson Stiles. This was Your Being Childish, and thanks for listening.